0: Have you always dreamed of starting a photography business, but you just don't know where to begin? Maybe you always love taking photos, but you aren't sure how to take that leap and turn your hobby into a profitable business. Do you find yourself comparing your work to others on social media and thinking, gosh, I'll never be as successful as them. If you answered yes, or you've been there and can relate to any of these things, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Fill Your Frame podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Golding. I was a young mama and full-time teacher when I first picked up my camera and started down the path of creating a highly successful and sought after photography business. I managed to turn that side hustle into a full-time job that sustains a balanced life where I can give more to my five littles at home. After building this business for the last 10 years, I want to invite you into a space where you can take a peek behind the scenes of my camera ready life. Join in weekly where I will open up discussions with other creative artists turned business pros as we share real life strategies, stories, and action steps for you to turn your passion into profits. Lean in because we're about to get the show started. Remember, you can subscribe to today's show on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Audible. I'm excited to bring you today's episode about the process of building a photography business with our special guest and my friend, Jesse Salter. But before I introduce Jesse, I wanna chat a little bit about why I'm excited about this topic and why it's so important to me and I felt like I should cover it on my first episode of my podcast. Often I get DMs from people asking, why do my photos not look like other photographers I see on Instagram? What am I doing wrong? I'm just starting and how can I get there? And the first thing I want to say to all of you is that you are not doing anything wrong. You are perfect just the way you are and your work is beautiful no matter what stage you are at. If you were to have a sit down with some established photographers and people that you consider successful or others whose work you admire, I promise you that behind that success, they would tell a story of hard work, struggle, failure, and learning. Growing and improving in this craft is a process, and each of us has our own story and path that got us to where we are at today, and none of those stories are going to be the same. I think the most important thing that I want all of you listening to understand is that you cannot compare your beginning to someone else's end. Stay in your lane. Focus on improving your work and your business, and I feel like it's so good for us, and this is why I wanted to cover this on the podcast today, is for established photographers to share their story Of how they started the hustle and the hard work that they've put in in order to get to where they're at today because it isn't instantaneous so i'm going to introduce jesse and we're going to chat with her about how she built her thriving business so this is jesse salter she's going to join us today she's a world-renowned maternity and family photographer in the midwest and is especially known for her beautiful motherhood photos that she takes inside of her boho chic kansas city studio She's a leader in our industry and mentors other photographers on their journey and I'm so excited to have her on today to share her story of how she got to where she is and the lessons she learned along the way. So let's get chatting with Jessie. All right, today we have Jesse Salter on the show. Thank you, Jessie, for being here. Hello, thank you for inviting me and having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. And we are on our very first episode of the Fill Your Frame podcast. And Jessie's also a friend of mine. So I really wanted her to be here today. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm excited for you. We're going to kind of talk today a little bit about starting a photography business and kind of the story behind you starting, Jesse. And I mean, all of us have our own way of going about starting our businesses, whether it was, you know, a side hustle turned full-time business, or you were our mom and you just started. So we kind of want to just talk today about uh, your story and learn about you, because I think so many listeners are considering starting a photography business, or they're just in the beginning stages, or they already have like a full-on business running, but it's always good to hear about where people came from, especially for you because you do so much mentoring and you're such a prominent figure in the industry. So let's kind of hear your story and have you introduce yourself a little bit.
1: Yes. As you said, my name is Jesse Salter. I am a (laughs) photographer. I, so I actually live in Overland Park, Kansas, but my studio is in Kansas city, Missouri. So I service all of that Kansas city metro area. I specialize in maternity and newborns and families. I'm probably most passionate about maternity and newborn for sure. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I have families that will stick with me for those annual family photos after that.
0: When did your journey start for you?
1: Like what first kind of lit that
0: fire in you to start a business for photography?
1: What's interesting is I'm not one of those people that have like a, like that I was in school and did like yearbook photos or anything like that. Like when, Mm -hmm. as a child, I was, I always loved art and music, but to be honest, my goal was always to be like a famous singer. And I know that's so silly, (laughs) but literally I like, that's what I I I wanted to do. It's what I wanted to be. I grew up in voice lessons and I was in recitals and talent shows and all that good stuff. I would audition. I loved um, musical theater. So I always had my hand in something, whether it was, like, music-related or art-related. Even, like, in school, those were my favorite subjects. Like, it wasn't math or English. It was always, like, I loved art. I loved music. As I got older, you know, I realized, okay, I'm not going to be a famous singer. (laughs) I need (laughs) to. I need to figure out like what, what I want to do. Um, in my, in middle school and high school, I did a little bit of modeling. I signed on with the modeling agency. So I thought maybe that would be something I'd be interested in. But when I went to a community college, again, it was one of those moments where I'm taking classes. I'm like, what do I want to do? What am I even here for? I have zero idea. I was uninspired, a little lost. And I took one more stab at being a singer model type thing. And I traveled and I would audition. I mean, I did. I literally did audition for American Idol. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know this about you. I love this. Yes. So a completely different lifestyle had that happen for me. (laughs) For sure. For sure. I felt comfortable on the other side of the camera. And I never even imagined being the one that was the photographer taking the photos Um, up until when I had my daughter. Oh yeah. That's where I feel like. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was the turning point when everything transitioned and I liked being on the other side of the camera. And it was, I feel like it's very cliche story where it's like, I loved, I was a little obsessed with taking pictures of Jocelyn. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but honestly, even at that point, I liked editing better. I mean, to the point, my wedding photos, I was that person that asked my photographer for the raw files (laughs) The one we all don't, don't like that much when they do zero experience. I had no clue, but I didn't realize like what I know now, but, um, yes. And bless her heart. She actually gave them to me. Oh, that was so kind of her. So good. So my husband actually had purchased Lightroom for me. So I started like playing around editing, that kind of thing. I think back then too, you know, you would like take an image, um, of your child and you would make like just their eyes blue or something. Oh my gosh, the color selection. Yes. Yes. But yes. like not in a good way. Not in a good way. I yep. did that too. I did. Oh, where it was like black and white photo except for the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back in my time, I'm like, that is so creepy. Why did I even think that was cool? But <laughs> it was the thing.
0: It was the jam. Everybody was doing it. It wasn't just us. I feel like that was the style then, you know?
1: Yeah, that is true. That is so true. But you know, I feel like social media back then too, I want to say I don't even remember. Um, I got on Instagram and I do remember I started following a few different accounts. I think it was like Sarah Cornish. My Four Hins was one of the first ones I followed and she truly inspired me like she does everyone. She's just such a her. beautiful person. And then I want to say I started following, well, wait, is it work of heart or something like that? Do you remember them? Work of heart? I don't, they don't know that them. one, but it probably. was like child. It was child portraits. But they okay. always made them really whimsical and themed. So it would be like circus okay. themed or like, oh, you know, far from what I'm doing now. But I yeah. I, I really yeah. loved that at the time because I had a little girl. I want to say when I got pregnant with my second, with Juliet, I knew right then and there, it was like, I had done other things in the meantime. I was a stay-at-home mom. At one point I was selling and or making and selling headbands on Etsy. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... I don't know if this resonates with anybody else, but I was just kind of lost, you know, being a new mom, I wasn't working anymore, trying to like figure out like who I was aside Mm -hmm. from being a mother. And I, Mm -hmm. I have that, I'm a creative person. So I needed that creative outlet. So I was just doing random little side projects, which was the Etsy shop. But then I decided I was like pregnant with my second. And I knew, I mean, I set a goal. I, it wasn't like, Oh, I want this to be a hobby. It was like, I want to be a photographer. I'm going to be a photographer. I'm going to, this is gonna I need a business. So I knew right then and there, I was going to dive in deep. And in my head, I thought, okay, I have nine, 10 months to like exhaust every option I can to um, educate myself on the photography world. Um, So that's when I dove in, I would like my brother-in-law, he gifted me some books. Like one was on portrait photography, one was on Photoshop and Lightroom. And then I started taking local classes. And I mean, this is, these are like basic, like how to shoot in manual, those kind of classes. Let me interrupt you for one second
0: before this, before you decided to like take the plunge to really study out the business, like were you already shooting in manual? Were you just learning that? Like just so our listeners can kind of see kind of what your starting point was.
1: Okay. So no. So at first, um, I want to say one of the first classes I went to, I didn't even own a camera. When I went to the first class, I thought, okay, I need to figure out what like, I don't know anything about this camera. So I don't even know what to look for when I go shopping for one. So I remember one of the first classes I went to, I had no idea. So I remember I picked the instructor's brain on that. I also reached out to my wedding photographer and was just getting, you know, just like, do you have any suggestions for a starter camera? Like, what do you think? And then my mother-in-law gifted me my first camera and it was, uh, the Canon 60. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then I remember I reached out to, at this time I have been following, you probably know him, um, Rich Lander, Chard? No, I don't. Oh my gosh, he's in California. Okay, so he's actually a really, a really close friend of mine. So this is back like so long ago. I mean, I'm oh. pregnant with Juliet. So Juliet's seven now. So seven years ago, he was so amazing. He was one. And this is why I do what I do now. Well, you know, with DMs, it's like, I try to answer everyone's question and try to be there because I had those people along the way that did the same for me. And I couldn't imagine, or I couldn't be where I am now if I didn't have them. So it's like my wedding photographer helped me rich Lander. I reached out to him. I remember specifically being like, I want to buy a camera. I don't know what I'm doing. And he helped me out. So then I let my mother-in-law know, and she, she gifted me the camera. Then I started attending the other local photography classes. I'll say I went to a lot of different like basic one-on-one classes just to learn how to shoot in manual mode. Yeah, and nice. here's the thing, depending on the instructor or it's like, you're not like a child and you're, you can't retain everything. Cause it's a lot, a lot to, to take in for sure. So, there was one class, he was a wedding photographer and I went to his multiple times. Like I retook it because I liked how he was teaching. It just resonated with me. I was absorbing more of the information. He ended up asking me if I wanted to assist him in weddings and kind of, he'd be my mentor essentially. Amazing. I went ahead. I did that, but that's how I quickly realized that I was not interested in (laughs) weddings. (laughs) Weddings. I was not. No, but you know what? I value that time with him so much because during that time I was shooting with him. I remember I shot a wedding with him and then he asked me to come into the studio and bring my SD card because we were going to go over the photos together. Mind you, I'm brand new. Okay. Wow, this. I mean, and you're not paying him at this point, right? Like he's just nope. doing this to be kind. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. So he, I went into a studio. I was so nervous. I gave him my SD card and we're going through the images together. And he, at the time it shattered my heart and I was so embarrassed, but now looking back, I'm like, no, I, that's how I needed to learn. Yeah. Um, he, he would look at a photo of like a, a bouquet of flowers and he's like, so what were you focusing on here?
0: <laughs> like,
1: I love it. Tough love is good love, you know? You're right. But at the time I'm like, just like, wait a minute. I, I don't even really know where to focus. Like, I don't even know, you yeah. know, you're just, you're learning. <laughs> so had it not been for him though, in that tough love, I wouldn't have excelled as quickly as I did. It was necessary is what I'm saying. So in the yeah. moment, I didn't well, feel I- like it. I think, they, I think that's so
0: great. I love that story. And I think there's a few pieces in there that are really good for the listeners to pull out. And anyone who's considering starting a business, like a few things, like you went after it. You know, you, you were just not expecting to just be good at photography. Like you knew you had to put time in, you had to put work in, you had to seek people out, take classes and put, invest money in your education to learn how to be a photographer and then essentially yes. have a business. And yes. I think sometimes, you know, it's easy when you're on social media and other places to look at these photographers and where they're at. And you think, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there. And I've been shooting for a year and I'm not there yet. And it's like, you know, realizing, stepping back and thinking, wow, you know, like you, for example, Jesse, like I've had years of practice, years of education, same as me. And so when people are just starting out, it's like, they have to understand it's a process and their needs invested, you know, I just, Oh my goodness. Yes. In the world we live in, people want results like immediately. They want that instant, perfect business, that perfect clientele, perfect Instagram following and want it to happen tomorrow.
1: You know what I mean? And it's
0: just not realistic. I don't feel like.
1: Yeah, exactly. Everything you said, it's, it does not happen overnight. This is, I mean, I put my mind to it. And when I put my mind to something, I work my ass off until it's mine. Like I'm one of those people, I'm kind of competitive in nature. So it was like, I knew it takes a lot of hard work. It's not going to happen overnight. Here's the thing too. Some people are better like reading and learning. That's why I kind of read the books, but it was like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting everything I needed for, I need, I'm more of a hands-on person. That's why I was like, okay, I've exhausted all my options with all these books and reading Pinterest blogs. And watching these YouTube tutorials, like Cole's Classroom. Who remembers that? Anybody? Is that, like, <laughs> is that still a thing? Because I just remember watching like all those tutorials and videos. And then it was like I needed something more. And then that's when I started signing up for all of the different like local photography one-on-one classes. And then even seeking out photographers that if you like, what do you admire most about their work? Is it, Oh, their use of light. So it's like, I would take that workshop for that. Or for this one, it's uh, their editing or, you know, it's like perfect. Yeah. Not one instructor is going to necessarily provide all the answers for you. Yeah. So that was kind of a start of me learning. What I love about that is
0: Understanding the difference between, you know, I think sometimes people think they can figure it out all on their own and, you know, searching YouTube for endless hours, doing all those things like, and plus you're not getting the hands on experience. Like, I feel like for you, it sounds like you're the game really changed for you once you got out there and just started doing it. Like, we can read something, we can learn, but unless you're putting it into practice, it's really hard to progress. And I don't know if you know, Jesse, but I teach a photo 101 course locally in my area. Did you know that? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. So the reason I started that is exactly what you just said is because, you know, I would have people messaging me and asking like, Oh, I want to learn how to use a camera. Do you offer that? And I was just like, no, I don't. I don't. And then after a few, I'm like, Hey, that's a great idea. Cause guess what? I would have loved to have that when I started and I didn't have that. I didn't have anywhere to go to learn. I had to teach myself. And so I feel like it's been a game changer for so many of my students who are now wanting to kind of start progressing into a business and it's just, it's so fun. I love it. I love it. So I really want to encourage people, you know, seek out education in person as well so that you can learn.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Well, and also I think it's really important when someone, when you're scrolling and you like a photo or you comment on a photo, just diving in a little bit deeper and asking yourself, like, what is it that you love about that photo? Like, Mm -hmm. is it? Because I feel like there's always that comparison game or like, oh, how did she do that? Or I'll never be like that. Or like, oh, yeah. she, but really asking yourself, like, what is it do, that I love about this? Is it the movement? Is it her dress? Is it the color? Is it the editing? What is it about the editing even? Is because it's like she, you, her use of shadows? Is it like the tones? Is it, I feel like we're, we don't, we don't soak it all in and really ask ourselves, like, what is it that I'm so drawn to here? what's so captivating about this photo? Like we just like, like it and comment. And then, yeah. that So you do have to pay attention to that as you're progressing with, mm-hmm. um, like your learning and photography. That's why I think it's important that, you know, whenever I would do a class, like, okay, this person, I love their use of light or this person. I love how emotive their images are. Like, how are they doing that? Like, I even know right now, like, uh, Candace blissful maven. I mm-hmm. remember taking her A breakout because I was just like so captivated by her emotive images, like her storytelling and the movement she captured. So it's like, then I was like seeking out guidance from people that their work inspired me.
0: Yeah. And that's so great to do. And it's good because it helps you understand
1: what your style is the more
0: you're kind of taking different elements from different people. So then we're not also caught up in just trying to emulate one person, you know, that can be a trap too. Well, let's fast forward. So then, so you, you know, you did all that, you got started and then let's fast forward to, you know, where you really were just kind of thriving in your business and then potentially opened your studio. Cause I think that's really interesting to people. Cause I feel like you were like one, of I don't know, you were one of the first people that I found on Instagram and saw who had like that kind of boho style studio Mm -hmm. and just really a beautiful place. So tell me about
1: that. I kind of went through the phases where I was doing on location shoots or I was doing in-home shoots. And then at one point we made my dining room where we would like move the dining room table out of the way. And then I had clients coming into our home and it's a lot. I mean, some you, if you have like a, a spare bedroom or something, it makes it a little easier, but like we were in my dining room and just the moving the stuff out of the way and making it a dining room again. And then, and then making sure the kids were like kept busy, this and that, it was just time. And then I was like overwhelmed, overbooked. I wanted to be able to shoot whether it was raining or whatever, it, like all year long. So yes, um, yes, yes. I, do, I do remember though, I was terrified. I was like, how in the hell am I going to pay for rent and I have to furnish this place. And I have to, like, I remember it was a lot, it was a really big decision. So I did, I started shopping around for a studio space. And I think a lot of times too, people don't realize what they need to look for whenever they're looking for a studio, because there's so many elements when shopping that um, play a huge part in finding a space that's perfect for photography. Like you want to make sure like I have south facing windows and I made sure I'm up on the seventh floor of a building that doesn't have any buildings that are blocking my light. And then even being up really high, even on an overcast day, I still have really soft, beautiful light um, because I'm just up so high. Other things like you know, the area and parking and like for me, it's really hard to regulate the temperature. There's just things that I've been in the same space now for five years that now if I were to go out looking for another space, I would know like, okay, I don't want this, but I do want this. It's been wonderful. And I've been able to expand since then too. I, I will say that was a turning point. It was a, a monumental time for me in my business, is when I got yeah. the studio because it was That's it was my was own space.
0: Well, and I feel like you you're able to do so many more things because you have that space. And for me, the separation probably for you from family to work made you so much more productive and you just yes. had you just put on your work hat and you went to work and you were working, you were the photographer, you were doing mentorships, you're doing work preparing workshops, all the things that you do amazing sessions there. It's like you're able to just focus on
1: that versus trying to mesh the two worlds. Does that make sense? That that is Yeah, that's so right. Even with, and I know this sounds silly, but even with my own home, yes, like the furniture, this and that, but I run things by my husband because this is a space for our family. So even like when you're picking out furniture, or picking out something to put on the wall, it's like I run it by my husband. Whereas the studio is 120% all mine. So I feel like it reflects me as a person. Like it's my second home. It's like my home away from Mm -hmm. home. And it just embodies everything that i love also it's it's a space that i can change whenever you know we're always growing we're evolving our our styles change the colors that we enjoy shooting change we, like our shooting yeah. styles poses all that kind of stuff it all always changes so it's also a nice space that i can like annually i can freshen it up i can do a redesign I, yeah i i love it so much if i don't know if there was one thing that I could have people take away. It's like, yes, if you can get a studio space, I highly encourage it and recommend it. I I just feel like my work changed drastically when I got a studio space. Like, it, my work was more consistent and cohesive. And yeah, I don't know. Yep, yeah, I definitely... Definitely. You encourage that for sure. Yep. You know, for me, I I
0: have that. This is interesting. You say this because I've actually been looking around in my area for one, and it's really difficult to find something that kind of checks all the boxes that you're talking about right now. You know, with beautiful light, all of those things. It can be challenging. You know, and the other factor I think for some people is the cost. But I think what the way people have to think about things in business is, you know, you're going to have to invest some money to make money, right? And don't yes. you feel like when you were willing to invest that money in your studio space, it just helped you make so much more money because you had that ability to grow.
1: Yes, 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 yes. That's also true. And just knowing right when you get in there, you don't have to have everything perfect and fully furnished. And like I had a blow up mattress and an Ikea shelf. And I only had like a couple chairs first. I didn't even have my couch yet. I didn't have like the baby changing station. So all those things just come over time, like you know. Every month, I would like buy another furniture piece, and then again, because we're always evolving and our styles change, um, it's like every year I would pick up another uh, furniture piece that you know that I I wouldn't necessarily have liked when I very really first moved in there, and right. then also with the redesign, you know, you're like recycling other pieces and getting new stuff, and then selling that. But it was a difficult decision to make to get a studio, but I. I have never turned back or regretted it one bit. It, it definitely made um, an impact on my business for sure.
0: Yeah, that's so amazing. And I love the stuff you do because you have, you know, your client closet, you have all that stuff. As a photographer, too, the other aspect of that that I think is great is with your studio, you don't have to be doing the golden hour hustle, you know, because um, you can shoot during the day so you can be present with your family in the evening. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you, you still. Can- Okay, you
1: still have, you still have like certain times of the day that lighting is best. Like, okay, yeah, it's still that that's still important to keep an eye out on, especially like if you for you too. I would say if you're gonna start shopping and looking, I, I now even have told my mentees or people that attend workshops that don't just base your decision to put down a deposit on a space off of just one visit to the studio. Like I would make sure to go in there in the morning, go in there in the afternoon, go in there in the evening, because you need to see where the light falls in the space. Because like, I can only shoot between like 9am and 1pm is when I feel like I have the best light. So that's when I try to do all my studio work. And then later in the afternoon, there's some harsh light that comes in and I get some dappled light in there and lines on the wall, which is really beautiful for if you have like a maternity session, you just have one, cause you can do some creative things with the light oh, um, sure. and be playful with it. However, that's not, that's not the best light. If you have a family of five and like half of their faces are in the light and the other half are not. So, Definitely. but yeah. And then I, I'm not there in the evenings, like at sunset or whatnot. Yeah. I'm, I'm back with my family, but but again, you definitely have to pay attention to the light, even when you're shop- shopping for spaces. So to, that's, I encourage people to make sure you visit the space throughout the day to check like where the light falls. Yeah. Before you make a decision. Totally. Yes, I love that. I I love your
0: studio, how you have it decorated and everything. And I love all the shoots you do there. It's just, it's beautiful. And I think what clients probably enjoy about it too, is just, they know what they're getting. Like you know, they go to the studio, they have an experience there, they know how the images are going to look. And I think it's created a great consistency for you. That's, that's really helped your business thrive. I feel like.
1: Oh, I I mean, I love it. I I do love shooting outdoors, but it's just harder to control. It's hard. When I go to my studio, it's like, I have two studio spaces now, which that's another thing. So I started out with just one space. And then when the space next door to me became available, I went ahead and I snatched that one up. So that allowed me to have one space that has the bed set and my storage and the lounge area, the coffee um, coffee station. And then you go into the second space and it's split off into two rooms. So one of the rooms is the client closet fitting room. And then the second space is my, or second room, has like the white wall, the dried flowers going up the wall. It's just more open and free for us to do like them standing or dancing or sitting on the floor or whatnot. And now I'm actually expanding my space another 500 square feet we're knocking out one of the walls from the first space and, and going to expand it. I want to have like a, like a kid's corner and a nursing corner and. Oh, that's so amazing. Lounge area.
0: Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see it. You'll have to keep us posted. That's so great. Okay. So now we're at the studio and then you're just continuing to grow your business. Now, what do you feel like is the biggest lesson you've learned along the way? Like, I feel like as photographers, you know, we through this, just this growth. I don't know about you, but like for me, it was ebbs and flows as far as like limiting beliefs and self doubt. And then I would feel good about myself and then I would improve. And then I would feel like, oh man, I'm really not as good as so and so. And then I would be down for a little bit and then I'd be back up. Do you feel like you went through that roller coaster at all? And if you did, what was kind of the biggest lesson you learned that helped you just go for it?
1: Mine is not so much about like doubting myself. I feel like for me, it was, I was just always. In the beginning, I'll say this: I was like overwhelmed. I was overbooked. I felt like my clients were running the show. I was—I felt mm-hmm. like I was being too much of a people pleaser in my beginning years. They were dictating <laughs> like the hours that I would work, and like, oh, that's nap time. So then I was like shooting midday, or I was shooting a sunrise. I was, so yes. I, I wasn't confident enough in mm-hmm. um, in saying no. So I feel like things changed for me too. Like that aha moment. Like, okay, wait, wait. I need to set boundaries. I can start saying no. I need to prioritize my time with my family. But here's the thing. That's all part of the journey though. It's like, that's in the beginning, like I did it all wrong. You know, I did. I built my business off a lot of mistakes that I made and I would only change things within my business whenever I had like a bad experience or I made a bad business choice because I didn't want it to happen again. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) That's um, living and learning, you know? Yes. But I was, I felt like I was like working for free for too long and was taking all the sessions and I was underpaid, overwhelmed. And the moment that I realized, okay, I need to take control. I need to set boundaries. And I can say, no, things changed for me. Yeah. I was like, okay, I don't want to do cake smash sessions. Okay, I don't want to shoot in-home lifestyle. No, I don't want to shoot midday. No, I don't want to shoot. You know, it's like I just started saying no. So I think like that's the biggest takeaway for me, realizing like, you're in control. It's okay for you to set boundaries. That's healthy that for you to do. It's okay to prioritize your, your family over work. I don't really believe in like true work-life balance. I think like sometimes my work needs me more at times and other times. My family needs me more at times. And I kind of just kind of like teeter-totter back and forth.
0: (laughs) Yes, for Um, sure. For sure. And there's never going to be a true balance. I feel like, you know, ever but I love that. And why this is something interesting. I just thought of, as you're saying this, you know, as we both went on our journeys and made, we felt like we made mistakes along the way. And there's, you know, we wouldn't necessarily change it because it's helped us to be who we are. And yeah. I think that's why you and I both love mentoring and teaching so much is because we want to help other, other people and aspiring photographers, maybe not go through quite as many mistakes <laughs> as we did and helping them kind of not fast track, but just helping them not make some silly mistakes that they probably could just prevent easily, right? And yes, help us yes. grow and do things the right way.
1: Mm hmm. Get yep. business the right way. Oh yeah. There are some people that like names that I could name just right off the top of my head right now that I'm like, I don't know that I would be where I am right now. If it wasn't for you, like it's, and I just want to be that for someone else. I want to pay it forward. So being able to offer, whether it's a workshop or a mentorship, I mean, I love both of them. Obviously they're like two totally different experiences, but, um, I don't know, just being able to give back what was given to me, like just pay it forward is just warms my heart. Like it brings me so much joy. I know
0: it's crazy. Cause, and then when you watch those people, you know, you see them flourishing and growing and expanding and it's like, you're like a mama bear. So proud of all the things they're doing. It's such a satisfying feeling, you know, it,
1: you, you know
0: what it, it is
1: like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you feel so proud. And like, I want to share their work and like, Yeah. I'm like their own, their personal cheerleaders. (laughs) Well, and I
0: think that's so important too, because in an industry that can often be very cutthroat in some ways, I have had, you know, as many great experiences as I've had, I've had some not so great ones, you know, um, when I was first starting out and reaching out to people and them not responding or saying I needed to figure out on my own, you know, things like that. And I decided at that moment, that is not how I'm going to be once Once I'm in, in that position, like I want to be the person who people feel that they can, you know, ask questions to, and I'll always answer and, you know, I'm willing to help them and do things. And I just think that that's the kind of culture we need to have in our industry. Don't you think?
1: No. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's like photography. We all see kind of the same poses. There's like, there's so many different ways to edit and all this stuff. It is just so nice to see things from a new perspective. You know, just like, like I said, like when I would exhaust all my options with all those different classes, like I took away something different from each of those classes, like yeah. it, it, cause you will, um, some things would go over my head in one class and then another one would um, resonate with me. So I think that's really important to invest in whether it's like books or a mentorship or a workshop or whatever it out, whatever it is and continue, like continue that education, like even still today, right now it's like, sometimes I will do these workshops or a mentorship and I'll have aha moments with, <laughs>
0: with, with yeah. other performers I'm like,
1: oh my gosh, that is genius. Like, I absolutely love
0: that. Well, I know. I always laugh at the workshops that it's like, you know, I'm learning from them just as much as they're learning from me, you know? yes, And yes. I, think, I think having that humility and just that, you know, and I know you approach it like I do of, you know, we're all equals here. Like, this is not like I'm at us up here and you're not, you know, it's, everyone's equal. We're all learning from each other. We're all just trying to figure this out. You know, most of us are moms mm-hmm. trying to juggle that life. And so it's just, it's really refreshing when you can find a community and, you know, get together with other women that are experiencing so much of what you are and we can all help to lift each other up. Uh, yes. along the way. I think that's yep, so great. I agree. Well, thank you so much for being on today. This was so fun to get to know you and your journey. I did not know about the modeling slash American Idol days. So I'm not shocked because you're gorgeous, but I didn't know about that.
1: <laughs> Thank um, I don't feel like a lot. I don't talk about it a
0: lot. <laughs> I love it though, but it, it all kind of makes sense. You know, like it's just full circle of like, okay, you were in front of the camera. Now you like to be behind. And then you did post recently your daughter singing in the shower and her voice is so beautiful. So I'm not shocked Thank that you were a singer
1: too. Yes. So she's, I know, I now I'm like, you know how they have like dance moms or they totally. say like theater. Oh. I'm not kidding you. I it's I'm a little obsessed with her and the fact that she can sing. And I think it's because I'm living through her. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you gonna live out that original dream that I had? Totally. <laughs> you're gonna be like on the dance moms that show <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. No, you're not. I have, to, I have to contain my excitement that she like has a voice. <laughs>
0: Yes, right? We it's hard to not smother them a little and cuz you see the potential, right? But like we have to let them decide. Cuz I think yeah. she's 12, right? She's 10. Oh, she's only 10? Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. She's a beautiful voice. Holy smokes. Yeah. You Thank
1: you. Stay on yeah, top of it. Try not to to control that as I as I'm saying this, she's like in musical theater camp right now. <laughs> I love it but if she loves it, just keep at it. Um, yeah, but it was so fun to have you on and get to know you a little better. And
0: thanks for sharing your story. And for all the people that are listening, you know, hopefully pulling some tips out if there were, you know, whether they're wanting to start a business already did looking for a studio, just wanting to know how to grow. I think that hopefully we've provided some great insight, but thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we will chat soon. Love have
1: a good rest of your day. You too. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Fill Your Frame podcast with Jillian Golding. Remember, you can always learn more about this podcast and what we cover during it by visiting the description notes on whatever device you're listening on today or visiting JillianGolding.com for more information. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Audible. And if you enjoyed the show today, please leave me a review. It helps other people like you find my podcast and just helps us get this information out to serve others. So please, please do that. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me on Instagram via DM for suggestions of show topics or anything you want answered. I would love to connect with you. My Instagram handle is at Jillian Golding and make sure you tune into the next episode. We're going to cover all things business in photography. So see you there friends. Bye.